0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cascadia Corner Podcast. It is almost football season, and that means we actually have things of sustenance to talk about. I am your host, Matt, and I am joined with my co-host, Strew. Um, I'm going to make actionable threats against John Stanton on the internet tonight. Zach. Hello. And James. I have great calves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) me when i lie
0: (laughs) before we dive into today's episode deep diving into UW football make sure to drop us a five-star review wherever you're listening make sure to drop us a follow on twitter as well at cascadia underscore corner we shit post all the time and put out a lot of subpar content it's just like the podcast it's fantastic you should give it a follow um also make sure you're up to date on all of our stuff we do not have merch can confirm no merch yet um drew is uh typing messages to be me telling me to talk about merch and i'm refusing because we don't have it um will we have it soon also no confirming that moving on <laughs> eventually we'll have merch okay guys anyways, anyways <laughs> guys football season's like two or three weeks away how are we feeling
2: i'm uh, so excited three weeks away from a bow nicks heisman run Stop! Oh, no, we're not, oh, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Why, why can't you no. believe? For once no. in your life, no. believe in something bigger than yourself. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I'm not going
1: to praise a white man like that. Let's get a
0: Chick fil A athlete, bang. Yeah, no. I
1: anyone with like a Bible verse in their like social media.
0: Uh, bio? No, that's like half no. of
1: college football. Yeah, no, I don't care. I'm not rooting for you. Welcome man. to I don't sports. Care. <laughs> I, I'm
0: not Do not show him anybody, anybody on UW's roster. <laughs> rooting for uh. your failure if you have a Bible quote <laughs> in your social media bio. Does he know? <laughs> Does he know? <laughs> All right, let's start with UW. I have no like smooth transition for that. We're just gonna go into UW football. What are we so, doing with UW football, Matt? Uh, we are talking <laughs> about their roster build. We're talking about their season outlook, deep diving into who they brought in, how they've been looking this offseason during camp, everything we could possibly need to know going into the 2023-2024 football season. So, what does UW bring back, and who did they bring in? Drew, if you want to kick that off, because I know uh,
1: you know. UW's bringing back, like, basically their entire offense. They're bringing back, um, obviously, Michael Penix, who was a um like top six Heisman finalists last year ahead of Bo Nicks. uh they bring back two thousand yard pass catchers in Jalen <laughs> McMillan and Romo Dunze um they're bringing back Cam Davis who had like 13 touchdowns last year on the ground um they bring back two amazing bookend tackles in Roger Rosengarden and Troy Foetano Foyita- sorry I butchering that last name um anyway their left tackle um yeah like they're bringing back a lot of projection on the offensive side of the ball and like they didn't have any coaching changes whatsoever so you're bringing back play caller ryan grubb um who very was very much improved like even from the beginning of last year to the end like his third down play calling was a lot more dialed in and then you bring him back like excellent guys like scott huff for the offensive line coach and jamarcus shepherd the wide receiver coach and then obviously Kalen DeBoer beat the um midwest big Ten allegations that oregon fans have been putting out for the last six months well kinda. i mean he is yeah, going yeah. i mean big he's Ten. going back but he's not like <laughs> he's going, going to back. nebraska <laughs> <laughs> like
0: he's not going to
1: like iowa or some shit that like oregon fans are pumping out forever
0: <laughs> it was worth a shot <laughs> <laughs> there's always hope right there's always hope i mean looking a bit more in depth i know you touched on it um in your overview a little bit like, this entire offensive unit, you're bringing back pretty much everybody. Your quarterback room is probably as strong as it's been in a long time, obviously bringing in Austin Mac, Dylan Morris taking reps um, this offseason has been reported to actually look pretty good, which is always a good sign. Granted, I, uh, 2021 was a bit scarring. Don't know if I'm going to believe those reports, but... Is he having fun?
1: Is he having fun? Is he, I'm is sure he, he a is. dark horse or QB2?
0: <laughs> sure he is. Um, but kind of take us in depth, Drew, a little bit more. You mentioned like the running backs, receivers. What about like the tight ends, the depth at all of these offensive position groups?
1: Yeah, tight ends, a uh, little iffy. Um, you dub didn't have great tight ends, I feel like, last year. Like Jack Westover and Dev Culp were just okay, in my opinion. Um like, they're they're very solid guys who would probably start at, like, a lot of D1 football schools, but I don't feel like they just fit very well into the Kalen DeBoer offense that we saw, um, which, like, brings into to a really good point. They brought in Josh Cuevas, the Arkansas State tight end. He was, like, one of the more sought-after, um, like, portal guys like all, in all of college football. In the offseason, um, and he does like exactly what this offense needs. Uh, he's a really good blocker, like first and foremost, and then he's also like an amazing pass catcher and like has the yards after catch ability.
0: For sure. I think it's forward. interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to look at the tight end position group because I feel like in UW's offense specifically, it's definitely more overlooked position. Um, Obviously, Culp and Westover are more than capable, but it's good to get depth there. Um, I wonder if we'll see more of the tight end position, because I know on film they haven't showed a lot of it, um, and they don't have the element of surprise that they did last year with how explosive this offense is. And speaking of the offense, like, what are the expectations for this unit? Obviously, they're getting a lot of national attention. They're receiving course top three in all of college football next year. I mean, is there is there a ceiling? Is there any sort of limitations put on this group?
1: Yeah. Uh... Limitations, no. I mean, unless Penix gets hurt, then, like, even if an Austin Mac comes in to play quarterback by the end of the season, like, I still believe in this offense. First and foremost, like, very much. Um, my personal expectations is they should be a top five offense in all of college football. Like, at the very least, they should be like first or second in the conference with USC. Um, like, you can split hairs over who's gonna bet- have the better offense. But, like, in the national outlook of this, they're going to be one of the better. Like, everyone's going to be looking at Washington this year.
0: For sure. Uh, Zach and James, obviously, you guys are kind of outsiders looking in as fans of Oregon State and Oregon for this. How are you feeling looking at this UW offensive unit? Are you guys, like, you know, is this a group that you guys are scared to play? Do you think they're talented? Do you think they've brought enough back to be even better? Like, what are your guys' outside views? uh yeah i
2: mean obviously you look at the wide receivers in this passing game to start like that's the thing that jumps off the page at you Rome and mcmillan coming back and then panics like there's no doubt that this should and i believe they were the best passing offense in the country last year
1: i believe so like i think like depending (laughs) on what stats you're using yeah they were yeah
2: so like and i i mean there should be no reason that they should take a step back in that scene. And then like, yeah, I mean, the big question mark will be the defense, which is so funny to say for a Washington team, but that is the case. Like as long as they can stay ahead in games, <clears throat> um, I, I don't see why they don't win nine or 10 games pretty easily.
3: Yeah, this uh, offense doesn't scare me at all. They didn't do anything against Oregon State. <laughs> okay, um, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. There was a, uh, what they call it? Atmospheric river last time like they played. 50, 60 mile yeah. per hour wins. Yeah.
0: That's I'm like, I don't even know what you call that.
3: I guarantee another one. when the Oregon You guys State see players. that Twitter
2: post this week that was like, I don't know how good Michael Piddix really was that they showed the Oregon State highlights. And I was like, man.
1: <laughs> I watched a ball get thrown to the right side of the field. And then end up on the left side of the field, like the wind was like <laughs> going perpendicular with the field and was just pushing the footballs like to the other side. That game was so hard to throw the ball in.
3: Yeah, jokes aside, though, uh, this offense is terrifying. Um, Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan are phenomenal. They're two, like they're probably two of the top five receivers in all college football. And then you got Michael Penix who can just get them the ball whenever he wants to. Um, my only question is, like, running backs, but, like, it doesn't matter, so I guess the question is invalid, because, I mean, why do you need to run the ball when you can just pick up 10 yards a a throw with
1: Penix? So, I'm so glad that you brought this up. Um, do you guys remember that running back at, uh, Mississippi State that put the curse on Mike Leach? It was, like... The one
2: that did the... The one that transferred... The celebration?
1: Um, no, he was the one that, like, when he transferred, like, he was talking about how Leach called him, like, a sissy or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. he, like, like this was, later. like, this was also, like, yeah, a month before Leach died. Um, mm-hmm. so he's at UW now. Uh, it's Dylan Johnson, and he's, like, expected to be the, um, like, receiving back in this offense. He, like, career receptions wise he leads the entire team. He has more career receptions than Jalen and Rome. Um, right. And he's, uh, like, very, very excellent out of the backfield. And I think this is what, like, kind of UW lacked last mm-hmm. season uh, with Wayne Talapapa and Cam Davis. They weren't really, like, known for, you know, stretching out a defense like that. Um, and I think just being able to add that wrinkle in to this offense is going to be, like, it's it's just another uh, weapon for Kalen Dabora to use throughout the season. Um... 100%.
2: Just a quick question from just looking at their depth chart. When did Nagata transfer there?
1: Uh like January. He okay. it sounded like he was more of a backup plan to Dylan Johnson because okay. he was kind of holding out for a little bit. But yeah. Um again, Nagata is in there. He's gonna be like the third or fourth option on this when yeah. he, you know, was very, very good at ASU at mm. times.
0: I think it's yeah. interesting to look at the running back room, because I feel like last year, even with Tuala Papa, you saw, like, at least stats-wise, he was still very impressive last year, Um, despite yeah. the fact that he didn't really jump off the page as, like, an elite running back by any means. I think Dylan Johnson's better than Tuala Papa for sure, and I think uh, Cam Davis gets to fill kind of the workhorse bell cow type of role that you've been waiting for from him i guess you want to say or at least from what i've seen very suited to be kind of a workhorse power back that can get that stuff done for you i think there's going to be a more defined line for that running back role this season which is always good um it's good to have guys knowing exactly what they're doing um so i'm excited to see it um but yeah there are any closing thoughts on the UW offense
1: very
3: yeah good. the only thing that i think could stop the UW offense is injuries. That's about it. I mean,
1: like an injury this... to Penix, like maybe, but even if, like, let's say Jalen and Rome both go down, you still have, like, Jalen Polk, who's been very, very good. You have Jeremy Bernard, the, like, highly rated dude that just transferred over from Michigan State. Denzel Boston, who everyone is saying he's one of the fastest guys in the room, even like, bigger and faster than Roma Dunze at this point. He's been elite in camp so far. Like, you still have guys that Penix will be able to get the ball to.
0: I'm excited to see Denzel Boston. Yeah,
1: I don't don't think we're going to get a lot of him this year, and I think he's more of a name to watch out for in, like, 2024 once he gets his chance. But if he gets the opportunity this year, I'm going to be so excited.
3: If there's any injuries on the O-line, that's when I get a little bit worried because... The O-line was so good at protecting Penix last year. I mean, they were, like, what? Best in uh, preventing sacks and preventing pressures. So if a couple guys get hurt, that'll be worrisome. But, I uh, mean, yeah, the skill I think they gave up, so like, good.
1: nine whole sacks last year, and I think yeah. three to, were to Dylan Morris.
0: in so. his very, <laughs> very limited.
1: <staff. laughs> it was something crazy like that. Um, but, yeah, you're returning the bookend tackles, but I'm a little bit concerned not even like capital c concerned, more of a lowercase about the interior line um i trust scott huff and i trust that like the scheme will be able to like help with it um but it's just a bunch of guys who have not actually played yet that are going to be filling in those slots
0: for sure now moving to the defensive side of the ball james brought it up that it was kind of a big question mark i feel like a lot of the teams in the conference and like nationally are wondering what to expect from this defense that was just straight up not very good last year. I know stats say, oh, they were a tough whatever the Pac-12, but like, let's really, it's really like watch some football here. Like they were not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the outlook like? Who did they bring in? Um, did they get better? Did they get worse? Like, what are the expectations on the other side of the ball? Do you want me to start? Yeah, go for it.
1: Um... The front seven should be good again the run defense should be you know either the exact same or should be you know at least better they basically bringing everyone back i think the only real loss is jeremiah martin um but you have enough edge depth to be able to replace him i feel like with a healthy ztf and then hopefully the ncaa doesn't block the whole zach Durfee transfer that's going on right now um but yeah no you're bringing braylon trice who's just a awesome, awesome edge guy. Uh, Tuli and Voye are also there on the defensive line. And then you got Alfonso Tupatala and a healthy Edifuan uh, Ulafoshio at the linebackers um, with uh, Raylan Goforth, the USC transfer um, like in the mix as well. Uh, as far as the DBs, um, it was really like the outside corners that were just getting beat all last year, um, Jordan Perryman and Mish Powell. Uh, they are looking like not the starters anymore though. Um it looks like uh, cornerback one on the outside is gonna be Jabbar Muhammad. He's the Oklahoma State transfer. Um I think he was either all conference as a freshman or like some freshman team down
0: in the middle. He was 12. big 12 all conference, yeah. Yeah, like he
1: he was very good. Um, there's concerns about his like tackling in open space, but I think like if that's your biggest worry for a DB then I'm okay with it as long as he can just like be sticky in coverage. We'll be fine there. Um, and then on the outside, it's sounds like it's a battle right now between like Thaddeus Dixon and um who's a transfer in and Elijah Jackson, who's been in the program for a few years. Um, I'm okay with either one of those guys uh, if they get the start on the outside. side. Um, but again, if any of these like top two to three corners get hurt, then we're it's just going to be the same story as last year. They're going to get
0: burnt every single game for sure and i know that mish powell uh from what i've heard moved more into a nickel position they, for the upcoming season which i think have... it's a better it's a better role for him if he gets yeah. to play more slot corner safety like not outside corner i think his skill set's very suited to be closer to the box and i think he'll do well there but I, he's also been moving around a bit so
1: they call him the the husky in that position yeah yeah um where it's like a safety linebacker combo um that they like to play in there. Um, I don't, like, size-wise, it concerns me. Um, If he's bulked up, then it'll be fine. Um, I just don't think he's going to be, like, a great fit in there. But he should be able to at least, like, I don't know, cover some of the guys throughout the Pac-12. At safety, though, I'm very, very happy with Asa Turner coming back. Um, He was very, very good. He was probably the only good spot about the uh, secondary last year. he was, you know, probably the only person that was able to stay at this man in coverage all the time, and then was also like a very good tackler. Um, and then you're moving Dom Hampton back to safety, his more natural position, so he's just kind of in there, and he can be a big flight disruptor in the run game.
0: For sure, it's uh, it's looking up for sure from what last year was. <laughs> so, uh,
1: very unproven guys, but like if yeah.
0: they if
1: they can just be a little bit better than last year, then we should be able to like
0: again probably eke out a 10 to 11 win season do you think this is a defense that does enough to get the job done or do you think there are games that they could actually take over a little bit in
1: i don't like looking at the schedule like i think the offense is just going to completely overwhelm everyone and the defense is kind of going to be a non-factor um i'm worried about like the utah usc and oregon games and oregon state yeah. for the most part like those four games are going to be our hardest ones Um, The defense has to be playing lights out in those games, or else we can um, easily drop those. But if they can, like, hold their own, and the offense is, like, doesn't falter, or they don't, or they're just clicking those days, then we'll be fine.
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. So, James Zach, over to you guys again. Um, Obviously, there's a bit more to consider with this defensive unit. It's not as straight-up dominant as the offense was clearly. Like for your guys' teams for their offensive units, do you think there's any trouble that they have? Like, what do you like? What do you even think going into next season about this UW defense?
2: Um, I'm a big Braylon Trice fan. So good. (laughs) Like uh, even as an Oregon fan, just like watching him on a UW defense that wasn't very good last year. Like it was. He was like definitely the like bright spot within that defense, and then. I I, my biggest concern would just be what happened last year with that UCLA game and those that Arizona State game happening again. Like Dewey said, they just don't have the depth on that backside that you would like to have. And if you know injuries happen all the time, and something similar could definitely happen like that again. The last thing we need
0: is Cam Fob on a poster again. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we have two defensive
2: backs falling into each other. It's not a good day.
3: Yeah, uh, I think that the UW um, front seven is really good. And I was looking at BetaRank here, and it shows that BetaRank had UW's rush defense uh, top 30 in the whole country. And the pass defense was 113 <laughs> from last year. So, like, if UW takes even, like, a marginal step forward in the pass defense, like, it's going to be a huge def- a, a difference overall for the, uh, the team as a whole. Because, like... It was really, really sad watching uh, the DBs try to play, especially early on in those games uh, against Arizona State and UCLA. It, it looked lost.
1: I mean, they quite literally had Matt and I back at safety <laughs> for <of> those games. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, they had, like, generic uh, white boy who probably has only been <laughs> playing football for, like, four years, like, just back there trying to cover Pac-12 wide receivers. So,
2: Washington was 65th in overall defensive rating per beta rank last year do we if let's say you want washington to go to a pac-12 championship and play in a new year's six bowl? where do you think that defense has to be
1: probably like are we assuming the offense stays yeah let's say the offense repeats what
2: they did last year
1: okay then i think if they can get to like top 40 i would be comfortable saying that they're a pac-12 so contender
2: Oregon's was forty six last year. <laughs> yeah, but what was Oregon's I, offense? Eighth, I believe.
1: Compared to what was UW's offense?
2: I have to look at real quick. Hold on. Like fifth, maybe. Keep talking.
1: But like, yeah. Again, we're taking into the offensive and the schedule. So like, yeah. So again, in twenty twenty
2: two, Oregon was eleventh and UW was sixth. Sorry.
1: So yeah, uh. Again, Oregon was literally a one. They were they were nineteen straight runs away from a conference championship game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll were... get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were one stop on defense away. Yeah, from playing in the conference championship game, or a slip away. Like you can look at either of those games. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, like if UW has a top forty defense and their uh, offense is just as good as they were last year. I don't see any reason,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like that's also assuming that like Utah and USC and Oregon and Oregon State will all be the exact same team as they were last yeah. year, which I don't think is gonna be.
3: Yeah, that Utah front seven it showed out and uh-huh. definitely won the game against Oregon State. Um, like I know that Oregon State was ridiculously predictable in that game because like Ben Gulbransen just couldn't throw into the wind. Um, but that was one of the more impressive showings I think I, I saw all year because I mean like Oregon State it didn't matter who they were playing like it didn't matter if they put nine ten guys in the box Oregon State ran all over everybody and UW was able to contain that which was really impressive
1: yeah I mean if you look at games last year um, like you can even look at the Apple Cup too or even the Oregon game like UW's second-half adjustments last year were pretty fun to watch, Um, like, pretty night and day, even, like, between halves. Um, Like, big credits to the coaching staff for being able to, like, recognize what was happening to the defense and make the adjustments before it was too late, except in the ASU and UCLA games, which, honestly, like, those games were kind of winnable down towards, like, the end of the games just because the defenses were a little bit better.
0: It's so crazy to me that U stole a shot in that UCLA game at the end of the yeah. game. Yeah, considering how bad it went for like three quarters. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was I only think... a one score
1: game by the end of it, and like yeah. U had the chance to get the ball they had back. A chance, mm-hmm. um, but they again, yeah, the defense was just getting their uh, shit kicked in at the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah, I think I think I agree with Drew. If you can get a top forty, top thirty unit in there you'll be it'll be pretty smooth sailing but now we get to talk about the fun part we get to go through their schedule and we get to talk about their season expectations so real quick for UW I'll just read off their entire schedule for the season they play at home against Boise State at home again against Tulsa play at East Lansing uh, against Michigan State play home against Cal on the road um, at Arizona by week home against Oregon, home against Arizona State, at Stanford, at USC, home against Utah, at Oregon State, home against Wazoo, and then potentially Pac-12 title game. Can
1: we go game by game and make our picks right now?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, let's okay. start from the beginning with Boise State. I will go first. I will say that is a slim win for UW. I see slim.
1: Uh, it's a blowout. Like it's it's a okay. full-on throttle. Please um, respect UW Taylor by UW by at least four scores. Please oh, wow. respect Taylon Green. Tailin Green is UW. It. UW. Caitlin DeBoer is like I think undefeated all time against the spread in non-conference games. Like I think there was some crazy stat. So like I don't care what the spread is for this game. But, like UW's gonna blow it, blow it out of the water. Hopefully not blow it. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully not blow it. If if I have a repeat of Michigan in Husky Stadium again, I will lose my mind. <laughs> James, I, what do you think? I will not return home.
2: Uh, <clears throat> I think Boise State keeps it close in the first half and then pulls away, in the, or Washington pulls away in the
0: second half. I should say for all these games, for me at least, I can't speak for anybody else. I'm very much like a kind of just a gut feeling type of person when it comes to these. I do not have stats to back up any of these opinions. So take that with a grain of salt. I
1: will also be
0: changing <laughs> my picks by like
1: yeah. the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right. Wait, next up. Three, four. Yeah. Next up Tulsa. That's a win for UW. Yeah, Easy I mean, win. Straight up. Easy dub. Yeah. Did
1: we get a Zach's pick for UW Boise?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said James say it. You said lost, didn't you?
1: I was kidding. No, oh. they're gonna win. <laughs> you know what?
2: Win. What are you making me say for the Michigan State game?
1: No, for Tulsa.
2: Oh, W. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Easy Michigan one. State. Right. I I say win. Uh, <laughs> win, but uh.
1: <laughs> um, I think we're forgetting why. What... UW did to Michigan State last year
0: Michigan State's Um, also bad I get that so on the road so
1: the dude who could not beat out Peyton Thorne twice he had two opportunities (laughs) is now the starting quarterback at Michigan State yeah they are not good they will not be good they're probably going to go like three and nine UW very easily
3: the only thing holding me back is the game is on grass. Grass. And that's that what scares makes me. i so
1: nervous. Ah, that,
3: dude. It scares Stop. me a little bit. Stop. That being said, the narratives U2 have I'm already 40.
1: been formed. We're not... I, I am going to replace the grass field of turf when I'm <laughs> <laughs> flying in a day early.
3: That Played being said, UW by 40.
1: James? Uh, I will take.
2: UW to win this game, but Michigan to cover the I believe seven and a half point
1: spread. Wow. Seven. Do you th- think okay. it stays a seven and a half <laughs> point spread by that? Y-
2: you gotta change your answers later, I get to change my answers later. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so this is not on record, even though we are going game by game for all four of us. Just no, it's so. <laughs> no <laughs> It is i feel career. like i think UW w- wins this one handily but i feel like some weird it's just like happens. like it man, might be
1: like last year where like bishkin state kind of made it a weird game in the fourth yeah, quarter i think it's it was like game. it went from like a 20 something point lead to like a 12 and we had to kind of pay attention but like eh.
2: it would be so pack 12 in the final year for a team that has like New Year 6 playoff contention to lose a game to Michigan's, like 3 and 9 Michigan State on P-Talk. That would be the most Pac 12 shit to ever happen. Michigan.
0: Uh, all right. Next up, we got home against Cal. I mean, Cal's weird, but that's a win. I'm pretty w. confident in that. Yeah, you win.
2: So we all have Michigan, or sorry, Washington starting 4 and 0. I so might we... say
1: something controversial.
0: Oh, brother,
1: what is it? I think some weird shit's gonna happen This game's gonna (laughs) go over to overtime But UW wins I, you know I I can't even disagree
0: with that I
1: I, We're gonna get like a 7 o'clock kickoff for this game Weird shit's gonna be going on In middle September UW wins this But it's not gonna be pretty
0: I think there's just There has to be with UW Especially like one At least one home scare against a bad team And there has to be, like... Oh, that might be against Oregon, though. But Oregon's good. Yeah, you said bad team. (laughs) Oh, Oh, okay. I said what I said. His terminal fan brain is acting up. (laughs) Just ignore him. (laughs) All right. Arizona at Arizona. UW at Arizona. I think they win. I don't think Arizona's turned the corner just yet. I could see this being competitive through half, but I think UW's talent just pulls away in that one.
1: Uh, very easily, UW win. We're going to kick their shit in.
0: Zach James.
3: Uh, I think this is a prove it game for me. I think that UW historically is awful in the desert, and I think that this is no, the no, weird loss. No, no, no,
1: it's not the oh desert. God. It's not the desert. <laughs> nope. It is turf. UW started
0: UW winning in Tucson
1: game. after they switched from grass to turf. <laughs> arizona is not the curse like the state of arizona it is grass fields
3: uh i still got arizona winning this game all
1: right man
2: james i want you to imagine something four and oh you (laughs) dub probably like a top five team in the country at this point because they're gonna start like 12th or 13th in the ap so high
1: has a sixth by the way
2: (laughs) yeah okay and brett
1: mcmurphy has a seventh
2: okay a top three team in the country (laughs) goes to play two o'clock kickoff at arizona loses by like two scores
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't like this
0: (laughs) okay moving on because i don't want to think about that that's terrific um bye week can't lose that one, thank goodness. Uh, by has
1: never lost a game, by the way. The by is undefeated. Oh. Well, so some I... fuck shit is going to happen to the UW team during the bye week. <laughs> during the bye week?
0: <laughs> Are they all going to get COVID again before the Oregon game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Speaking <laughs> of which, oh no, God, I would never hear the end of it if that happened. But they do play Oregon at home the week after. Both teams coming off a bye, correct? Oregon's mm-hmm. also coming off a yeah. bye that week. The Pac-12 Husky knew what they were doing. Yeah. Husky Stadium, middle of October, likely a top 15 matchup. I got UW in this one. I think it's close. I think rivalry games, you can never count out the other team that was proven with the 2021 UW-Organ game. Um, that was the most cursed rivalry game I've ever seen, by the way. But I, I just think with rivalries, I was also, rivalry... like,
2: peak... Mar-
0: uh... <laughs> I
1: was, like, this...
2: Cristobal playing teams so close. Like, yeah.
0: that was, playing like, the Daniels year they had to win 17-14
2: yeah. versus a dog water cow team at home. <laughs>
0: yeah. I I still, yeah. I, I just think with rivalries it's always going to be close, but I think UW wins it in the end and pulls out at the end. Pulls away. <laughs> Drew.
1: I mean, I'm going to pick you, Dub. Um, I think Troy Franklin goes for like 250 yards <laughs> on this team. <laughs> 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 um, I, I'm scared, like, only because it's just a rivalry game and, like, we just don't yeah. know about Oregon yet. But we beat them last year in their own trap. They're coming here this time. We got this.
2: Oregon historically never beaten Washington on the road. Fun fact.
0: <laughs> okay man okay, let's talk
1: about let's talk about <laughs> Kalen DeBoer versus Dan Lanning because that's Lanning that's where four. the coaches Dan Lanning is 0 for 1 against Kalen DeBoer <laughs> not to be 1 and 1 I'm sure right. if you're curious I'm on so my sure. answer do you want to do you want to make a bet on this game by the way Husky hate oh, week do you want to do you so so want to make so for everybody like, really? let's put this on the podcast so <laughs> they can hold us accountable do you want to make a bet for this game you right want to here profile picture bet no, not not something silly coward. like that. You're a coward. You're a coward. No, no, we can do something better than a profile picture bet. What? Uh, Matt and Zach, I feel like you guys can come up with something better.
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna let Zach make his pick because otherwise, <laughs> you two will argue for the rest of the episode. So, <laughs> Zach, what do you what do you got here, man? This is
3: another prove me game, but for Dan Lanning, he Ooh. has not beaten a rival. Um And I want him to prove to me that he can before I pick him to win a rivalry game. So I'm gonna go with U-Dub By it's gonna be a close game. I think it will one score game.
1: Okay. I think bet time. times. Bet times. <laughs> James, what? Finish. Do you want to do a profile picture?
2: I will do a profile picture bet with you.
1: Is that what you really want to do? I. You can't think of anything more
2: diabolical. This was your thing.
0: <laughs> All right. I feel Let's like one of you guys should have to post a picture in the other team's, like, a shirt. I would do that. Like, on main, you know, and profile picture. At least. Make the, um, pro-
2: make the picture your profile picture. Yeah, there
0: you go. For
3: what, a week, or?
0: Like, oh. for the rest of the season. No. I would do the
3: rest ooh, of
1: the- ooh, you You're time. scared? Not for the rest of the season.
0: I, there's no, we need stakes, Drew. These are steaks I'm throwing out there. A month. I'm Let's one. go a week.
2: Oh, two weeks. Meet me in the middle. Two.
0: Let's
1: do two, then.
2: All right. Okay. Sweet. All right.
0: Virtual handshake. You heard it here first. Cascadia Quarter. When you Don't worry, Dewey. You'll have
2: 18 <laughs> different school colors to pick from for whichever shirt you want. Ready to learn baba. <laughs> <laughs> wait, okay, wait. If Oregon wins, you have to do Shout. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: If UW wins, we throw James into Lake Washington.
2: That's a fair <laughs> deal. I would do that.
0: <laughs> In October. <laughs> Moving on. Now that we've made the bet on that, because that episode, by the way, that week is going to be generationally we, we may not even be invited no i think i'm just gonna let you two go at it i think you two are the only <laughs> two they're gonna talk the whole episode Turn
1: uh, no
0: notes no, no intro notes. <laughs> just 60 argument. minutes of
1: unfiltered james
0: 60 this minutes it'll be like a three it. and a half hour episode <laughs> we'll release multiple
1: parts it'll, uh, five we'll parts also... we release it monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday <laughs>
0: We'll release Birch with it, too. You guys will have a a shirt. Um, Okay, moving on. Uh, After the Oregon game, UW stays at home against the Arizona State Sun Devils and Kenny Dillingham's led squad. I have UW winning this one. I don't think Arizona State has the cursed energy around them like they did last season, even though they were marginally worse than they will be this upcoming year. I just think straight up, UW's better. They're at home. Likely, like if my prediction holds true... Coming off a big win against Oregon, like, they'll be firing on all cylinders. It's another win.
1: I agree. And I think ASU brought in too many Mormons into that program. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think they're just going to kick their shit in. Dogs by 40.
3: Dilly is a virgin. UW <laughs> <You double> wins.
1: <laughs> Dilly does not fuck. <laughs>
2: I just don't see ASU doing well at Washington. Like, that has, I have a hard vision. Like, I don't know if it may be like one of the 20, like the 2021 season they got a win in Washington, but like that image. They just...
1: barely eek that out. They barely beat U-Dub. Um,
2: so yeah, Dubs probably got... by like three scores.
3: Yeah, Baggett Boy is not going to be
0: beating U-Dub. <laughs> UW then after Arizona State hits the road uh to play Stanford at Stanford and I know I wanna start with James because <laughs> Decent Stanford is a narrative of his. Do you think Decent Stanford gets it done? Um
2: so luckily for hashtag decent Stanford five and seven, this win is not necessary um they could lose this game and still be decent
0: stanford so i will be taking u-dub in this game wow i cannot believe you're not sticking to that narrative i'm no, so the narrative is
2: still... not necessary when you have to be better than decent to be u to beat you when when your narratives is our team going five and seven you have room to wiggle all right
0: <laughs> okay here's my thought i think if they're i don't think u-dub loses a weird game this year but if there is a weird game that they would lose it would be this one at Stanford i am just saying with that being said i think they still win i think they win handily but it's not unexpected so yeah
1: yeah easy easy win i think they're going to lose they're going to lose one game at some point maybe two in the regular season I don't think it's going to be at Stanford. Oh, no, I, no, was, I really, I was, really was there. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. UW, I think, is the consensus there. So mm-hmm. moving on, this is a big one. All right. So they are at the Coliseum playing USC. I will put it on the record. Man, it really just depends if Caleb Williams is still playing. But I think UW loses in like a last play situation at usc um i think this game for as good as both teams are is going to be it's it's going to come down to who has the ball last it's going to be very yeah. similar to the orc and UW game last year um kind of how that was a shootout until the weirdness in the last three minutes happened but yeah it'll be like two or three point game whoever scores in the last two minutes wins
1: remember remember baker versus mahomes yes like you guys remember that how special <laughs> yeah. that game was. Yeah. This, this is going to take that, like, spot.
0: I can see it. I could. USC
1: probably wins. Like, I just don't see USC losing a game this year, unless Caleb, such a capitalist to Caleb. So I'm going to pick USC in this one. But, like, capital US, or, like, under case USC. Like pencil, lowercase usc pencil, light like lightly pencil, like (laughs) lightly pencil. Um, UW probably covers the spread, like it's probably going to be like a three point or four point favorite for USC, but I think UW covers it.
3: I think uh, UW wins this game in overtime in the Coliseum. Stop.
0: I could, yeah. Oh, uh... wait i could see is, this game going
3: to overtime is this also a grass field it is okay never mind give me USC. Uh, we beat
1: usc though no 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 we beat usc though
3: <laughs> okay, just not like, this year <laughs> give me give me USC on a neutral site give me UW, but grass field give me uh usc well
2: this is interesting <laughs> i am much lower on usc this year than most are I think U Dub's match matches up extremely well with uh, SC. Yeah, I they do... also
1: match up extremely well against us. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. like Matt said, it's
2: gonna come down to who has the ball last. Um I have like just the slightest inch more confidence in the UW defense, so I'm gonna take U Dub in this game. It's also like I don't know if Caleb Williams is gonna be playing it this time. Um He's
0: so yeah, yeah. Give me... <laughs> the reverse psychology is sickening I can't <laughs> oh believe you right goodness. now give me <laughs> you please UW, USC? like <laughs> 43
2: to 41 in this game
0: yeah something crazy I think I think that is completely reasonably sound and I would agree I just think Dub at some point loses a game along the way and if there's like one that would be oh, yeah. a pretty safe bet for them to drop would be USC more so than Oregon. you
1: you think that there's going to be less than 100 points scored in this game. Uh, You think? I think there will be 80 points by halftime. I'm getting Texas
0: A&M LSU vibes from this, except instead of the entire first half being nothing, both teams score 30 points, and then it goes into eight overtimes, and the final score is 97 to 95. (laughs) Give us the 200
2: point over I am begging.
0: (laughs) All right. So after USC, which is sure to be an interesting matchup, uh, Utah comes to Husky Stadium, and I will say, I think UW wins this, and I think it's competitive for a little bit, but I think UW pulls away. Utah sucks on the road. They're a decent squad this year. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, truthfully. I I just think UW wins it pretty soundly.
3: Yeah, Utah sucks on the road, and they're even more mid in Seattle, so... Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, they, there's no chance Utah wins this game. I think it's UW fairly easily. I don't think Utah even like shows up.
1: James, go ahead.
2: Um, just to piggyback off what Matt says, mid-taught on the road is real. <laughs> They're like 500 on the road. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me UW by 10.
0: Drew, I don't like the face you're making. What are you about <laughs> to say? I am
1: scared. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't think Utah's going to be good. But I think uh, mid-November, it's going to be, like, hard-nosed football. Like, Kyle Winningham's just going to try to control the clock and, like, just shove the ball down our throats. And if they are able to do that, they're probably going to eke out a victory. Um, but... I still have more confidence confidence in UW winning this game. I just don't think it's gonna be like close or a blowout. Or I think it's gonna be close and not a blowout, like what you guys think.
0: I just realized we're fueling the Kyle Whittingham Utah underdog narrative, and I hate it so (laughs) much. Yeah, like (laughs) so Jover. Like I
1: (laughs) I don't know what to think of this game. Like Utah is always just gonna have a really good run game. They're going to have a good defense. Like it doesn't matter who the players are, whatever. I'm just like worried that they're just gonna run the ball down our throats the entire game and just call it good and like leave with like a ten to seven victory.
0: Hmm. I could I could see it as much as I hate to, but I still think Utah wins. But I think uh, Utah could pull something out of their rear end, and they. They play well in November, so I don't know.
1: Cam Rising also doesn't have a you know all-world tight end to just check the ball down to, and it <laughs> yeah. has been proven that he cannot throw a ball to a wide receiver, so I'm changing it. Uh, you can have 30. Why aren't
2: the Cam Rising <laughs> is an elite tight end merchant? Narrative stronger.
3: <laughs> Cam is not playing.
0: Bryson Barnes will starting that game. I was going to say, I'm waiting for the big farmer to come in when. Okay, Cameron if Rising Nate gets Johnson her. starts this game, then oh. it's fucking over. Oh, over. Fucking over. Utah versus
1: a dual threat quarterback? Yeah, we're cooked.
0: Good thing Utah will never start a black quarterback, even though uh, Tyler, Huntley Tyler Huntley exists. But uh, we we don't, we just, that does, that didn't happen. So <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I'm on the record saying that now, which is really good for me. Um, they travel after the Utah game travel to new renovated research stadium against Oregon state. This is the most confident I am in UW losing a game this year. If I'm being horrifically honest, I have UW losing this game. I think it's an ugly game. I think Oregon state really drags UW in the mud into their weird style of play I think UW doesn't hit their stride on offense right away like they will for most of the rest of the regular season. And I think it just trips them up. I'm, I'm not going to say it's like the UCLA game was last year because that was just a complete implosion. I think it's ugly, though. And I think UW keeps it close, but I think Oregon State pulls ahead. And now they're pissed off because of the little conference realignment thing, too. Like, they have a reason to be fired up for this game. Ah, <laughs> I don't feel good about this one for the Huskies.
3: Okay, uh, fairy tales aren't real, uh, and UW matches up with Oregon State really well because the strength of Oregon State's defense is the front seven, and I don't think that they can bother, um, camp or whatever. Uh, Michael Panics. I don't think they're gonna get to him. Uh, so I think UW wins by like three touchdowns. Mm.
1: Um, I I think Oregon State takes a step back. Um, I think all the quarterback away. Uh, narratives that were being formed in of the off season are a little overblown. Um, they lose like the good parts of their secondary. They bring back Oladapo, like he's good. I'm just not sold on the beefs. Uh This pick will probably change, but I'm just gonna go
0: Washington on this one. I think I think this is an <laughs> Oregon State team that like goes eight and four, nine and three, and this is the big win for them. See I like know. I I think they're either going to go like 8 and 4 or
1: something, or they're just going to be like pissed off and yeah it'd go, go 12 like and up. like they're just like going <laughs> to run the ball Damien, 40 times a game just force you to stop it but I can see everything happening
2: yeah James um I am just now realizing how absolutely loaded this back end of the schedule is for you dub yeah like
1: it we have d- talked about it, you wouldn't. Brutal. No, no, you're not just realizing. We have talked about this every single week for the last like two months. By well, the then way. I'm just now
2: thinking about it in this conversation.
1: This is <laughs> <tough>. <laughs> We Um,
2: I kind of agree with Dewey. Like hmm. it's hard because like I want to believe in the <laughs> the Oregon State dream so bad. They're Fairy losing a lot defense. Happen.
3: Fairy tales don't happen, Boba.
2: But also, if I give this game to Oregon State, I have UW at 9-3 and three on the season, which is, like, not great. <laughs> um, yeah, Oregon State by, like, 4
0: is my final answer. Interesting. I can't believe I'm the lowest on UW in this game. That's kind of wild. Who would have thought? Anyways, after Corvallis, they play the Cougs in Seattle. Um... I think it's similar to last year's game where Wazoo comes out firing on all cylinders, keeps it close, and then I think second half UW just absolutely stomps them. So, UW win.
1: Um, I think the opposite. I think it's going to be like just a full-on drumming for four quarters. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you saw 70-21. to 21. We're about to outdo that. Oh, probably. Like, we're <laughs> we are going, like, for all the, sh- like, shit that Cougs have been talking about the last few weeks with Ray Lyman going on, it's pissed UW off, like, 100%. The, like, attaching yourselves yeah. to UW when UW never asked for it or anything. It's, this is going to take effect into this game. I think it's UW by a lot.
0: Ben Arbuckle, King, if you are listening, I am so sorry. We love you. <laughs> I love you, Ben, and I think you're going to have a
1: great season. I'm just trying to get you out of Pullman. You can come to the Big like, China Fest. You wait for that. will hire, as, hire you as a consultant.
2: Can't wait for that clip to be on Cougar fucking <laughs>
1: message boards after the Apple Cup. They don't have, they don't have internet. I'm not worried.
0: James, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, what do we think?
3: Uh, I think Wazoo wins this game, and I'm rushing the field and planting the uh, old Crimson on midfield with the fans. And I'm going to flip not off again. duty as it happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not again, please.
3: Yeah, so I got the Cougs winning.
0: Hearing oh, Sam okay. Hewards transferring.
3: Am <laughs> Ward masterclass. He's throwing for like 700 yards. Am Ward's Heisman
1: moment against the
0: Huskies <laughs> in Seattle.
1: Look, if it comes down to like, and I'll say this on the record, if it comes down to it and Washington State needs a win to go to the Pac-12 championship against Oregon State, i might root for the Cougs as long as I like, do up with that mistake. Like, if our season's just fucking over at this point, I might like root for the Cougs in this one.
2: Okay, I've been keeping track. Um, Matt has the Dugs going ten and two. Dewey has them going ten and one, and then Zach and I make have sense? Them. What, 11, what and 11, eleven and one. What game? Eleven and one. 11 sorry, and but like,
1: but like a very weak eleven and one. More like leaning towards ten and two. Uh, And then Zach and I
2: both have them going nine and
0: three. So, (laughs) oh, oh, I'm a hater. All right. So, with that on the record, um, (laughs) this is a for me personally, and I think Drew will agree because eleven and one, like, probably puts you in title contention. I think this is a ten and two UW team that wins the conference. I think they run it back against USC in the Pac-12 title game, and I think they squeak one out in Vegas. So,
1: that's how I feel like. I, I think they're going to get a second loss and I think one of them will be to USC I just don't know who the second one will be to yeah. like, I think I think we have to beat Oregon at home so it's either going to be Utah or Oregon State I just don't know who it will be
0: yeah and I assume at 9-3 and three, you guys do not have them in the Pac-12 title game a very strong
2: 9-3 and three, though
3: <laughs> I would probably change some answers looking back on that 9-3 and three, but here we are
0: yeah i it's interesting to consider like i don't think this is going to be a uw team even like nine and threes probably considered a a slip up for them yeah which is saying something and it's but their, their schedule testament.
2: is so much harder this year their
0: i'm just November gonna schedule is nuts Kalen's
1: floor is a 10 win team like that is what deborah it does he just wins
2: So far, it's for every single,
1: every single. No, he hasn't just coached for one season. I'm saying he's been a head coach. (laughs) Okay. As a head coach, his floor is 10 wins. And no in the Mountain West,
2: I am not moved.
1: Okay, and in N A I A. Please I-I-A. respect
0: the G-Pack. I'm not hearing this, Yeah, right yeah he,
1: he took honky tonk Sioux Falls South Dakota <laughs> to three
0: national champions. He turned like, that into a dynasty, might I way. He ask. turned
1: he like Nick Saban asked Kayla DeBoer questions about how to coach football. <laughs> like that is how good of a coach he is.
0: All right. Well, any final thoughts on UW for this season, guys? There's a lot to consider with them, but like, any anything else we feel like we missed that we want to talk about or really highlight for this season going for
1: UW? If they crash and burn, uh, which I think they could be, James is not allowed to say that he was right. <laughs> James is not allowed to
2: gloat. <laughs> um, this season will live and die with Michael Pinnock's. If he comes out and d- does what he do- did last year and cooks and the defense can like hold up, they're probably 10 and 2 and 11 and 1. If he gets injured or takes a step back, this is not going to be a fun season.
0: I cannot believe they're going to play in 12 straight atmospheric river games. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I think Mike ends up in New York at the end of the season I as a finalist agree. and not I just agree. like, you know write his name on the nissan website i
0: think he's like legitimately in new york this time i agree zach any thoughts for you
3: uh it's gonna be a scary
1: offense to face
0: yeah for sure well i can't wait to see how wrong we are because uh we don't (laughs) know ball so last um, time I predicted you to do this, this well. They lost Montana. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. Last time I predicted ten and two UW. They lost to Montana at home. So I uh, <laughs> I'm a bit nervous to say they're going ten and two. Um, I think it's very possible. I think this team is a lot more like better suited to go ten and two. I think no more John Donovan. Of, yeah no john donovan it was a lot less it was a lot less fan brain going into next season with UW than it was in 2021 um so yeah i think they'll be really good they'll be fun to watch obviously with the offense it'll be interesting to see so we've talked about UW for an hour we're also going to touch on oregon oregon state and wazoo their seasons going forward um get some episodes out about that so obviously if you have stuck around we appreciate it Thank you guys so much for listening to us ramble on about UW football. I'm sure uh, everybody enjoyed that a lot. A lot to consider with this UW team, so it'll be interesting to see how they do this season. Uh, make sure to follow us all on Twitter, uh, at Cascadia underscore corner, and also our personal Twitters, which you can see in the podcast description. Leave us a five-star review. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time to talk about the Oregon Ducks.
2: Make me want to shout.
1: Oh, my hands <whistles> see you guys buy our merch thank you bye